Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. I had a chance to sit down with Juanita Campbell Rasmus earlier this week. And Juanita is a pastor, an author of a book titled Learning to Be, Finding Your Center After the Bottom Falls Out. It's an incredible book. And I think what she has to say is extremely relevant to what all of us are facing in our current world today. So please take a listen. Well, hello, Juanita. We're glad to have you with us. It's a pleasure to be with you, for sure. Well, you know what? I am so excited about your book, Learning to Be, Finding Your Center After the Bottom Falls Out. We're in a world of do, 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 do. And we need to learn to be who God created us to be. Now, at the beginning of your book, you you talk about the crash, okay? Can you kind of just bring us up to speed on on that and, and how that impacted you and affected you? Sure. The reality is this. We all come to um, adulthood with a story, a narrative that we've told ourselves. Right. The narrative that I had told myself was that I was a good little girl, a rule follower, a perfectionist, needed other people's acceptance and approval. Uh, ministry was the perfect place for an addicted performance-oriented hmm. person like myself. Uh-huh. It was the perfect place for a person who was addicted to other people's acceptance and approval. I was like a crack addict in the crack house. <laughs> and the reality is I got to a point where I couldn't get the high anymore. Mm. And so literally one day I woke up, prepared breakfast for my family the way we normally did. We tried to make it special uh, because we didn't know when we would eat the next meal together (laughs) because our lives were so busy. Uh Um, My husband and I were in the seventh year of uh, our church plant. We started with nine members. At that point, we had about 3,000. And so I got up that morning, fixed breakfast. My husband came in. We ate breakfast. And then he said, would you like me to take the girls to school? And I said, sure. That way I can put my mascara on in the bathroom mirror instead of the <laughs> rearview mirror, you know. Um, and so they, I hugged them all. They left. I went into the bathroom to apply my makeup. And then I felt sick. Mm. Um, a feeling that just kind of came out of nowhere. So I called our secretary, told her I wasn't feeling well. And I said, maybe if I just lay down for a couple hours, I could come in at noon. Um, And so I hung up the phone. Then like an out-of-body experience, I saw myself pick up the phone, hit redial and say, I'm not coming back today. I'm not coming back. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a sabbatical or a medical leave or something. And then I got in the bed and I proceeded to sleep 18 to 20 hours a day for months. I accepted Christ as a a young child. And my picture of God was this cross between Judge Judy and Santa Claus. And both of them could (laughs) send you away or not give you the good stuff, you know. And so for me, not having challenged that narrative, I took it with me into ministry. I took it with me into my marriage. I took Mm. it with me into raising my children. So my kids had to be perfect, not because I wanted them perfect, but because they were a reflection of me. 
Well, I, I, I know that, that you are learning to be, and, and so just talk to us now about how life is for you as, as you continue on this pathway of learning to be. Well, I tell you, one of the things that I found out is that all the rules that I had created mm -hmm. separated me from joy, oh, wow. separated me from excitement and pleasure. Everything was just a task to be accomplished instead of an experience to be lived. Wow. And so what I'm learning to do is what Acts, I think it's Acts 17, 28, says in him, in God, we live and move and have our being. And so what I'm turning all up in my life is joy. That's I'm good. turning up, setting goals that have to do with things I enjoy, I want to do. I'm turning up the joy in my life. That's really, really good. Well, I can tell it, I can see it in your eyes and in your face and in your beautiful smile. And Juanita, I just want to thank you for sharing with us and sharing your life and being vulnerable. Um, because if there's one thing that, that all of us need, it's the learn to be, because yeah. too many of us are doers and, and we put our identity there. So thank you yeah. so much for the gift that you have given us and God bless you. I hope you're turning up the joy in your life today. And to view the full interview, I wanna encourage you to go to YouTube channel there at New Point. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe so that you won't miss any content like this because it's powerful, it's relevant, and it speaks directly to you. And so I want to encourage you to pick up her book, Learning to Be, Finding Your Center After the Bottom Falls Out. You can do that on Amazon as well. Stress is a huge part of our life. I don't even have to define stress for you. You know what stress is. I don't have to give you examples of it because you know exactly what it is. And God has a lot to say about stress. Isn't that incredible? You see, God has created you and me, and he has equipped you and me to withstand stress. God has designed your body and my body in a very, very unique way, in a powerful way. You see, our bodies are kind of on standby for stress. When you encounter stressful situations, or circumstances, almost every part of our bodies begin to change and make the adjustment to our environment and our circumstances to enable you and I to handle our stress. It's called the natural stress response system. And God has equipped you and equipped me to handle stress to some extent. And so some stress is good. Some of us, we just work better with a little bit of stress in our life. It causes us to focus and it causes us to be intentional. But here's where we get into trouble. When our natural stress response system gets on overload and it's used for a prolonged time, what happens is that gift of God of giving you and I the ability to handle stress begins to set in and give us negative results. You see, stress today is the primary result of many physical ailments to you and to me. And our bodies take great, great damage when the stress is on overload. But there's also a negative result other than physical. And, and it's long before you and I go to the doctor. It's long before you and I feel the chest pains or the discomfort in our body. It's our relationships. Our relationships with ourselves, 
with others and with God. They begin to diminish and our capacity to love and to receive love lessens in our life when stress begins to rise in our life. And yet as we look around at our world, what we see on the news and what we see in here on social media and what we experience at our jobs, it's hard to experience anything but stress. It's hard to experience peace. And yet what I wanna say to you today is Jesus wants to offer you and I the gift of peace. John wrote about it. As a matter of fact, he wrote down something that Jesus said 2,000 years ago, and he's saying it to you and me and to all of the world today. Here's what he's saying. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. That's the gift. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or don't be afraid. That's what he says to you and me. Don't be troubled or don't be afraid. And so what I wanna do is I wanna talk to you today about what do you do when good stress becomes bad stress and you get on overload and it begins to affect your mind and your body and who you are. And so the first thing that I wanna share with you is this. It's accepting God's forgiveness. You see, Jesus said, I wanna give you a gift, a peace of mind. And the first step is for you and I to accept and experience God's forgiveness. You see, you and I were made to live in harmony with God. And when you and I are out of harmony with God, it causes stress in every area of our life. When we're out of harmony with God, nothing really in our life clicks. Nothing goes well. Psychologist tells us that the number one source of stress in most of our lives is guilt. See, I know that you're not perfect and I'm not perfect. Is anybody perfect? No, because we all make mistakes. We all feel guilty. And that guilt causes stress in our lives and it has a tremendous impact. We tell ourselves things like, we're not good enough. We'll never be able to make it. We're unworthy. And what that is saying is that we need to experience, we need to receive God's forgiveness in our life. And since guilt causes stress, the good news is you can get rid of it. You can get rid of it today. You can lower your stress today by accepting God's forgiveness in your heart. You see, God wants to forgive you. He wants to wipe your slate clean. He wants to remove all guilt from your life. He wants to forgive you for everything that you and I have ever done wrong. He wants to give you a start over, a new beginning. It's called being born again. Paul, a writer, writes this in the book of Romans. He says, since we have been justified, that means made right through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, what he is saying is that you and I can have peace with God. We can be made right with God. We can live in harmony with God when we accept God's forgiveness. And I invite you to do that today. You can say a simple prayer like, God, I ask for your forgiveness. I accept your forgiveness. Come into my life. Fill me with your joy and your peace. And he'll do it. Now, many of us have done that, I know. And yet, as Christians, we forget about God's forgiveness. And so we can feel stress, that same stress in our life. And I want you to know that God doesn't want you to feel guilty. 
You see, Paul goes on to say this in Romans 8.1. He says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's a tremendous thought. You see, what happens is there's no peace in your life or peace in my life without a clear conscience. And once we accept God's forgiveness, then he's given us a clear conscience and he wants us to live with no condemnation, but in freedom and with peace. And so I wanna encourage you, if you've never settled this issue, that you will. And if you have, to remember that there's no condemnation for you if you've accepted God's forgiveness and his grace. Here's the second thing, and that is this. We need to recognize God's presence. Once we've invited him into our life and we've experienced his forgiveness, Jesus promises to never leave you and me. We're never alone. We're never alone. He's always with us. Now, I I know it's one thing for Jesus to say that. It's another thing for you and I to believe it and experience it. But I remember as a child having so much confidence in my life when I knew my dad was with me. If my dad was with me, you know what? I felt courageous and strong. And yet when I felt alone, I, I, I felt fear and even stress as a young child. But when my dad was there, I felt invincible. I felt courageous. And sometimes you and I just need to recognize that we're not alone. We're not alone. You're not facing what you are going through right now alone. Your heavenly father, my heavenly father, is right there with us, and he's walking through it with you. Isaiah gives us an idea of what this means. He says, you, God, will keep in perfect peace. Think of that. Those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. And so I need to remind myself that God is always with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. You see, stress isn't the circumstances of life. It's our interpretation of the circumstances of life. Stress isn't just what happens, but it's how you and I perceive and interpret what has happened to us. You see, stress is what happens plus our view of it, our perception of it. And so you and I, we can panic and stress out if we forget that God is with us. And this becomes a problem when we don't recognize God's presence. And so I wanna encourage you today not to forget that God is always with you. God is always with you. And that stress is not just circumstances, but it's our perspective of what is happening around us. The psalmist says it like this, He says, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help. He's always there. Recognize him. And he says, be still and know that I am God. And so what I would say to you in managing your stress is to be able not only to accept God's forgiveness, but to recognize his presence, that he's ever-present and he's there to help you. And we need to be reminded and know that he's God. Here's the third thing I wanna share with you, and that is this. Obey God's principles. If you're gonna manage stress in your life, you gotta obey God's principles. You see, trying to manage stress without obeying God's principles or following God's principles is like trying to walk up an escalator going the wrong way. It's very, 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 very frustrating. And you're creating more work for yourself and you're making it harder than what it needs to be. But if you wanna manage stress, then what we have to do is we have to stop and we have to ask ourselves, 
Am I paying attention to God's principles? Am I following God's principles? Because God has principles on how you and I can experience personal happiness, on how you and I can experience success, on how you and I can build strong relationships, on how you and I can succeed in the business world, how you and I can, can have our finances strong and healthy, how you and I can have a great marriage or, or be able to, to feel confident in parenting or even our own health. And yet when you and I choose to ignore the principles of God, it ends up hurting us. It ends up causing stress. You see, God's principles is a gift to you and me by which we can live life by. And he says that when we live by his principles, we will experience life and life to the fullest. He says that you will live life the way in which he intended it. Now, I know that some of us might say, well, Dwight, isn't that little bit restrictive? Doesn't God's principles restrict my lifestyle? Not in the slightest. Every principle that God has is for your good and for my good. Look at what the psalmist has to say about it. He says, those who love your law or your principles, okay, have great peace of heart and mind. Who doesn't want that? He's saying when you obey God's principles, the gift, the reward, okay, is great peace of heart and mind, and they do not stumble. I will keep on obeying your instructions. Wow. That's stress reliever 101. Get your life, get my life aligned with God's principles and you'll find out that you'll begin to experience less and less stress in your life. You see, you were made and I were, was made to be able to follow the principles of God who created you and created me. And if you ignore them, then the result is stress is gonna continue to rise in your life. And so stress comes when you and I ignore the way in which God has shared for us to live life by his principles. Obey God's principles, you won't stress out as often. It won't affect you. And they don't restrict you. You know what they do? They liberate you. They're for your benefit. So let me ask you a question today. What has God told you to do that you haven't done yet? Here's what I know about you. Stress is pretty high in that area of life. If it's in your marriage, if it's in your finances, if it's in your relationships, if you're not doing what God has asked you to do, you're stressing out. What has God told you to do that you're still putting off? You see, peace comes through obeying God's principles. And the more I do what God has asked of me, the more I'm at peace with myself and the less stressed out I am. You see, it's either this or walk in stress and be stressed out. And the consequences of stress is pressure. It's just pressure. You feel that pressure more and more in your life. And so obey God's principles and you'll find your stress going down. Here's the fourth thing I wanna share with you, and that is this, trust God's wisdom. Trust God's wisdom. You know, one of the things that, that I have said to our kids over and over again is this, when you come to the conclusion that God is wiser than you, life's gonna be a whole lot easier. It's gonna be much funner and enjoyable. And if you've been following Christ for any length of time, you know that to be true. You have discovered that, that God's wisdom is typically completely backwards to our conventional wisdom. When it makes no sense, you know, it's, it's, it's very powerful and comforting to know that God, you can be trusted and you know better. 
You see, I, I need to trust God. You need to trust God. Even when we don't understand things, and I don't know about you, but for the last six to seven months, I haven't understood very much. And even when it doesn't make sense, I need to trust God. And in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Solomon gives us the way in which we can trust God's wisdom. Here's what he says. By the way, it's one of my life verses, okay? He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You know what he's saying? Depend on God. Depend on God, even when it doesn't make sense, even when you don't understand, even when you get let go of your job, even when he leaves you and you say, I don't know. Trust in the Lord, even when everything is out of your control. That's what he's saying. And then he says this. He says, and don't lean on your own understanding. You know what he's saying? Don't try to figure it out. One of the reasons why we lose our peace of mind is that we're trying to figure everything out. You'll never figure everything out. The fact of life is many things, if not most things, you're never going to be able to fully understand. You see, God doesn't promise you and me an explanation for everything that happens in life or doesn't happen. If you understood it all, you know what? You and I would be God. And some things you're just never going to figure out why until you meet God. And so he says here, he says, don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. What's he saying? Acknowledge that God is great, that God is good, that God knows everything, and that he's concerned about my problems, and that he loves me, and that he has the power to give me the strength, and that he's in control. He can either remove the problem, or he can give me the power to be able to work through the problem, that he knows what you're going through, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, that he doesn't make mistakes, that he cares deeply about you. And Solomon says that when we do that, he will direct your paths. Wow. You see, one of the chief causes of stress is indecision. We worry. We don't know what to do. We don't know how we should handle this situation or this question or this decision. And when you and I acknowledge and we trust and we don't lean on our own understanding and we acknowledge him, God promises to direct our paths. And that'll bring peace to me, and that'll bring peace to you. Let me give you this last one, and it's this. That is to connect with God daily. If we're going to manage our stress, we need to connect with God daily. Now, I didn't say contact God, okay? That, that's how most of us do life, okay? You know, we, we, we don't understand, okay, that contacting somebody is, is different than connection, and, and, and so we have to connect with God. You know, my wife, Patty, you know, if all I did was contact her, if all I did was shoot her a text or an email, and we never experienced any time together to connect, then we wouldn't have much of a marriage. We wouldn't have much of a relationship. And yet many times, that's how we respond to God. We, we contact him, and we don't connect with him. We kind of shoot him a text. God, I need help. God, I could use you. Where are you? And we throw up prayers and not realizing that this is an actual relationship with us and God. And a relationship always requires connection. Don't, don't miss this, okay? If you're gonna manage your stress, you need to connect with God on a daily basis. If you're gonna manage stress, 
in your life. You need to set aside time to be able to connect with one another. You see, the great destroyer of peace of mind is worry. And we're all professional worriers. Would you agree with me? And do you know that the Hebrew word for worry is strangle? Strangle. And when we worry, we strangle the life out of ourselves. And so what it means is that you and I have two options in life. One brings stress. One brings peace of mind. And you have two options. When things don't go your way, when things get out of control, you can panic or you can pray or you can worry or you can pray. And if you're not praying, you know what I know you're doing? You're worrying. But if you're praying, you're not worrying as much and worry has never solved the problem. But I'm not talking about praying as you go down the road. I'm not talking about just shooting up a quick prayer, a text to God. I'm talking about connecting with God. And Paul shares with us what that literally looks like in the book of Philippians. Here's what he says. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Now, what you need to realize and understand is that he's writing to a group of people who are suffering. They're suffering. They're seeing loved ones' lives taken. They're, they're, they're under Rome, okay? And they're being oppressed. And, and it's like he's walking in. He said, hey, don't be anxious about anything. And they're probably saying, are you kidding me? Look at what's going on. But here's what he says. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now he uses three words here. He says, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Sometimes people think that those are the three different ways in which we should pray. He's not. He's just re-emphasizing the importance of you and I praying, that he's not just saying, hey, just text God a prayer. He's saying that you really need to connect. There needs to be some kind of intensity in your prayers. He's re-emphasizing it by saying every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's what he's saying. And then he gives us the reward of that. Here's what he says. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, I know what some of us are thinking. Some of us are thinking, hey, Dwight, you know what? I pray all the time and my stress doesn't go away. Well, maybe you're contacting God, but you're not connecting with God. Connecting with God takes time. It's when you and I set aside time and we look into God's eyes and we say, God, I need you. And I'm gonna spend some time, uninterrupted time with you. Because what I would say is this, we're not praying the way in which God or which Paul has just called us to. We're shooting up text. You see, Paul says here, do not be anxious about what? Anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He's saying, you need to be intentional. You need to set aside time. This needs to be more than just contacting God. This needs to be about connecting with God. And when we do that, we don't have to worry about what God might do or not do because he'll give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. You see, peace is not a problem. Here's what we need to understand. Peace is not a problem-free life, okay? It's not that because you're always gonna have problems. I'm always gonna have problems. Peace is not absence of conflict because you'll always have conflict. 
Peace is not having everything go your way because it never will always be your way. Here's what peace is, okay? Peace is confidence and rest in the wisdom and the sovereignty of God more than yours. It's basically saying, God, you're wiser than me. God, you're more powerful than me. God, I'm gonna trust you. And when you and I live this way and we're willing to pray and connect with God, you will emerge experiencing something that people around you will not understand. Matter of fact, you probably won't understand it because you'll have peace. You see, things may not change, but you'll change. Things may not get better, but you'll get better. You see, peace brings two things. When he says, I will give you peace of heart and peace of mind, what he is saying is this. He's saying, I'll give you a calm heart. You'll experience God's love and it'll calm you in the midst of your storm and the midst of all that's going on. Peace brings not only a calm heart, but it brings a clear mind. I'll give you a clear mind. I'll remind you that I'm greater than any problem that you'll ever face. And when you have a calm heart and a clear mind, you'll be able to face the things that cannot change and will not change. And you won't ruin the relationships around you. You see, if you want to stop going to the fridge for that drink, if you want to stop popping that pill, if you want to stop yelling at your wife or your husband or your kids, if you want to stop punching that hole in the wall, Jesus says, I'll give you the gift of peace. And I will give you peace en route to a change of circumstances and of life. But you need to give to me what's most important, and that is your time to connect with me connect with me. And it's available when you and I decide to do that. You see, God doesn't want you to experience and live in unhealthy stress. He doesn't want me to either. What he wants you to do is to be able to live with peace of mind in the midst of a troubled world. And so here's Jesus's offer to you and me. Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. It's a gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be stressed out. Would you pray with me? Maybe right now you need to accept God's forgiveness and deal with the stress of guilt. And just pray a simple prayer. God, as much as I know how and understand, I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of my sins. Help me to know that, that you view me as being right with you when I do that. And I never have to worry about that. For others of us, it might be that we need to recognize God's presence. We forget that he's there. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe we just need to obey his principles. We're not doing that. And so we feel stress in multiple areas of our life. Or maybe we just need to trust God's wisdom and quit trying to figure out everything. Or maybe we need to connect with him more frequently and not just text him. When you and I do that, you'll find your stress lowering. You'll find your peace of mind going up. And so God, we love you. We thank you for this incredible gift that you give to all of us who want to receive it. And we do just that. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.